I walk in like I was invited. And you open the door and it's it's a pretty nice office. It's nice in a way that's not ostentatious. Like this is someone who has style, can afford like good quality things, but not someone who is trying to give off the air of look how rich and wealthy I am. He's just like, I like to have nice quality things so I can also keep things safe. And sitting behind it is just this relatively ordinary looking man in a suit. He's like, oh, I wasn't just, oh, Enoch, you were the one I was expecting. I didn't know you were bringing friends, but you are all welcome, of course. Um, come have a seat. I don't know if I have quite enough chairs. And you see there's like two chairs in front of the desk. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll stand. That's fine. Oh, Enoch just sits cross in the lowest position on the floor. Go ahead. Um, you may have the chair. I'm fine. And he's probably still at like eye line level <laughs> yeah. with everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Roland's just like, apologies for not thinking to get a bigger chair. I've been a little busy. <laughs> But I'm glad I was able to find time to meet with you all. You had something you wanted to discuss? I've picked up bits and pieces, but I would like to hear the story from yourselves. Well, Mr. Nash, again, thank you for seeing us. We, myself, and Enoch, and our other compatriot who's not here, unfortunately, us and now archivist Langley. Hello. He does a nod. We have been dealing with a series of what we what had originally seemed to be unrelated events. Dealing around story magic. Wait, hold on, pause. Do we want to tell him everything? I'm a little confused. I don't know. Do you all want to tell him everything? I think it was Enoch that wanted to tell him the most. Okay, okay, our goal here is we need him to help us, right? Because this, something yeah. very bad is mm-hmm. about to happen, and he, we need to, we need resources, we need to warn people. Yeah. Exactly. From my point of view, you guys just walked into my archives, started telling me your we did. story, and yeah. I've just been there ever since. I'm like, oh, I was adopted by some uh-huh. extroverts. <laughs> Also, he's seen the report, and you can probably see he has a couple of the reports in front of him. Mm-hmm. He did prepare for this meeting mm-hmm. to the best of his ability, but he also is like, I want to hear, like, okay, just tell me from your point of view. You can decide how much you want to tell him, but also uh, y'all need help, and there's a lot going on. Yeah. Okay. So, all right, so rewind that, and... I'm just like, as you know, from the reports, from my reports, uh, we have been dealing with a series of allegedly, seemingly unrelated events that over time have appeared actually connected via story magics. I will say, um, as you said, like mentioned in your reports, he's like, yes, and these are very thorough. Thank you. You've done a wonderful job with these. And I kind of perk up at that. <laughs> Of course I did. We are now concerned that all of these events have actually been building to something quite dangerous. And this event directly involves our compatriot, Enoch here, who I have been informed uh, you have been speaking with. Tight little smile. I'm totally not mad that I was not part of that part of this investigation. They were respecting his wishes, also trying to verify all of the info he was dumping on them. Boo. Procedure. <laughs> Should have been. When, we're, when we get to... I'll, I'll fuss at you when we get to Olive Garden. Anyway. And from the information he has provided, you can see this is possibly a very old and dangerous threat. And if we're going to prevent this event from unfolding, we needed to share this information. And we do need to cooperate on a higher level than we have been. Tight smile again. 
I was gonna say that he's like glancing over the reports, but as you're talking, he's actually like focusing on you and he, he gives you a smile of, yeah, sorry about that. Like he, he genuinely is like, I understand and I, I apologize. Cause it's not a fun feeling being left out of things, but unique situation. I kind of gesture to Enoch. Enoch, this was your part of our kind of investigation. If you had anything you wanted to share with Mr. Nash or Mr. Nash, if you have any questions, other questions. I believe that all the recent events are linked together. That from the entities that I encountered from times past from the Babel incident, they have come again, and now they are involving themselves with more beings of the supernatural, and I fear it's going to get much worse. He's nodding along, and also, um, when Enoch started talking, he switched his full attention to you. He said, yeah, I've also noticed the pattern in the events, and... I've been reading through some of the information you have provided us. Do you prefer going by Enoch or Methuselah? Do you have a preference? You may just call me Enoch for now. Okay. When this is over, I will reclaim my old name, but this is a danger that involves many entities. And I fear that just one group isn't going to be enough. Of course, uh, looking at the information that you have provided us, some pieces are still being verified, of course, as per procedure, but I do see the things that you've been talking about, and this is of great concern. Biblical importance, one might say? Yes, indeed, a very nice way of putting it. This is something that we have never seen before on this scale, so I have been, well, I was working on reaching out to some of my friends over on the Wizards Council, but would he know that you know anything about that? He knows from my report that we've been working with Alaric. Um, but um, what happened in the archives? I think we would have written that some books had been checked out, mm -hmm. but I don't think... Ooh, what would we have done? What would your report have been? I feel like wizarding books missing is kind of important, but also I know that the higher-ups could be corrupt. What do you think, Ryan? Here's the question. For your supervisor, how close are, how much do you trust them? Oh, Stacks trusts Brooms. So here's the thing. I imagine Brooms trust Nolan, so I imagine that you do your report normally, but you hid in your report certain details in a code that Broom, only Brooms would know. Ah, so this way, this is information that only trusted individuals would know how to act, gain access to. Mm -hmm. So, and then I'll leave that up to your imagination. How much would you reveal in that code, though? Mm -hmm. So that's why I was just asking, how much do you trust Brooms? And essentially, how much would Brooms trust no one? I want to trust Brooms, but I think the idea that someone at the higher echelons of the sweepers rattled me so much that I think I would have ooh, withheld some of that information because I didn't know who knows what. Who can we trust? Nobody. Us. We can only trust each other. So maybe that things went missing but none of like the specific details or? Yeah, like I wasn't able to specify what was missing. It literally just says some books were checked out Further information unavailable. Okay, in that case, he says... I know you were in the archives recently looking to help verify some of the information. 
I'm not sure if you're aware, but something important was lost, and so our friends, the wizards, are in a bit of a vulnerable situation, so as a whole, they aren't going to be able to help as much. I've been attempting to see if we have any resources we can put to helping them until they can find a solution to the problems that they find themselves in. I'm not sure how much we can do to help, but even though we have our differences, the world needs both. Yes. That happening in such close conjunction with these other incidences needs, like, taps each one, and he actually has all of the pertinent reports. I do agree that there's something going on. I can't fathom to what end goal, but Mr. Enoch, I assume you know some things. Do you have suggestions for what we can do? We need to prepare ultimately a way to finally confront these entities. And if we can either seal them away or finally find a way to destroy them because their end game is the destruction of us all. As much as the Sweeper's Code is to contain, I do agree. I don't believe this is something that can be contained. It's also not something we have dealt much with, but I will see what resources I can pull together to um, give the three of the four of you access to. Might have to go back and fill out some paperwork later, but that is not of the most importance if things are indeed as dire as you, as you say they are. They do feel very dire, sir. I can honestly say that they are very dire. And can I have everyone roll plus sharp? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. mm-hmm. I just love the immediate oh mm-hmm. no. Everyone's like, no. Mm. I'll take that. Oh! Oh! I rolled 12 on the dice. So that's a 14. I'm so glad we brought Langley. What did everyone else get? (laughs) I actually rolled a 9. I got a 9. So I'll say, Langley, you're the first one to notice this. Poking out of his shirt is like a little pendant. And it's something that you've seen before. It's something you're familiar with, probably because at one point, the fact that this existed just fascinated you. It's a marking a rune spell that was recently, like, discovered within the past, like, 20 to 40 years. That is one of the only ways to combat lycanthropy. Oh. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, I'll say, like, you know, um, sometimes it is hereditary, and you've probably read stories of people who are monster hunters usually become so because of personal experiences or trying to find a way to beat curses like that. So say you probably put together that part of why the Nash family got involved with the sweepers is because this curse that kept cropping up in the family to try and find a way to deal with it, basically. A way to combat it that is less harmful to the people. And you would imagine they've also been advocates for studying and learning other things from monsters in a humane way, of course. But he does strike you as someone who... He has it under control thanks to the Samuel, which is why he's able to work with the Sweepers. And he's probably got other initiatives going on to help with other curses that pass along. Stax and Eoch, you both also noticed the amulet, but I don't know if you recognize it. Recognize what it is. You're just the moment of that's different. Like, that's definitely some kind of magical amulet. Yeah. 
Enoch probably recognizes that's probably like something to like a protection from something, which I will say. I'm pretty sure sweepers using magical things is very uncommon, unless it's like in specific situations. This dude is just in his office. We use them in our containment procedures, like we use them as weapons and cages and nets and calming agents and pins and stuff. We don't usually use them. Yeah, so you just thought of like, that. that's kind of odd, laying on you immediately. How do you react as you see and have that? Mentally calculating what stage the moon is in. <laughs> like, hmm, uh, oh. And Enoch, what is your reaction as you... I feel like you, you probably clock the other two's reaction to this, and you recognize that he has some sort of something. Like a magical protection something. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I suppose I, I trust you when it comes to weighing whether something can be contained and dealt with, or needs to be dealt with more extremely. He gives you a bit of a quizzical look, and I, uh, archivist wizard, that just a moment of that, you would make those connections faster. I've got it under control under our fail-safes in place. This has been well tested. Oh, well, I don't think you'd make it this far into this sort of office if you didn't have it under control somehow. Indeed. That would be... Quite the, uh, interesting time. As Stax and Enoch are just like, wait, what am I missing here? Yeah, Stax thinks it's weird, but we don't, like, we don't discriminate. Like, some people are cursed. Like, it happens, but... <laughs> I'm cursed. I'm cursed right now. I'm Mrs. Claus. <laughs> Brian, you sound like you want to investigate a mystery. Exactly. I need to. Go for it. Enoch is very, he's very intrigued. So yeah, he's going to be investigating a mystery here. Ah, that's a 10. Nice. Hold two. I want to know what is being concealed with that amulet. Say as you're studying him, he, like, shifts and you can see more of it, and you recognize the design and make the same connection that Langley did, that he's a werewolf, and this is how he suppresses the lycanthropy part of him. It's pretty effective. I'm gonna hold that other question, because Enoch just looks and goes, Yes, sometimes understanding... The evils in the world can give you a better perspective of what, when you're facing something. So, yes, I think you can understand. Indeed. It's been something my family has struggled with for a while, and the fact that this exists and he taps at it, and it works, it's something else. After both those reactions, now I'm really confused. Now I want to investigate a mystery. <laughs> to see if I... Do it. ...what's going on. Um, let's see. Sharp. Uh, that's an eight. Okay. What's your question? What did he not just ask? What was it concealing? Yeah. Yeah, I want to ask that, but not about the amulet. Not about whatever curse he's talking around. What is he not telling us about this investigation? He starts talking about different information resources and, like, things that they have going on. And as he does, he's occasionally will shift something on his desk. It's pretty neatly organized, but there's still a lot of papers on there. And you catch a glimpse of what looks like a note has a list of names, and one of them is, in fact, Thaddeus Grimhollow. And it looks like he's trying to root out other people that might be connected in the sweepers. Trying to, like, figure out. 
I will say, Brooms is not on the list. Okay, good. <laughs> I won't do that to you. Thank you. He suspects... I'm gonna roll a thing, because I don't know which option I want to go with, so high or low? Uh, let's go low. As you're scanning down the list, while the Sweepers is a very professional organization, there's still some amount of gossip that goes on. And you see one name that you recognize, and you recognize it because this person is supposedly in a relationship with Roland's sister, Rachel. Mm. It's supposed to be like super secret, hush, hush. But you have a moment of someone connected to this probably knows. Oh no. Okay. He's mentioning like, no, we can we can reach out for connections, we can make a task force. Like something like that. I just very seriously am like, it's also possible that the sweepers have been compromised. Up to an uncertain degree. I'm aware I've been attempting to investigate as quietly as I can. Started as looking at other things, like monsters going missing when they're supposed to be delivered to somewhere. I mean, incidents happen, but things were happening a little bit too frequently, and he keeps talking, and sort of talking through, like, the different things, like, strange things that he noticed, which you can see, like, how he started building this list, and as you're listening, hey, Enoch... Roll to read a bad situation. Hmm. Uh, that, uh, that escalated quickly. Hmm. <laughs> uh, that's six. Oh no. And I leveled up. Yay. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> so. I think you're too busy trying to piece things together to notice this belt. Langley, I'll let you roll. See if somebody, know, like, catches. Well, I rolled a six. What do I add to that one? <laughs> Sharp. So an eight. Okay. You get one question. <laughs> Why? <laughs> <laughs> no, the distrust in that. Uh Best way in, best way out, dangers you haven't noticed, biggest threat, most vulnerable, or best way to protect the victims. Best way to protect ourselves. <laughs> dangers we haven't noticed is kind of fun. Yeah, you're, you're assuming that we know we, that we're the victims. I, I, yeah. Um, <laughs> leaning either dangers we haven't noticed or biggest threat. Considering the situation and this, the, the left-fieldness of this role, I'm going to go with dangers we haven't noticed. So, as he's talking, and you can see your companions are either listening or off in their own mind. Langley, you've spent a lot of time around magic. And you notice, like, there's a shift of something in the air. It's very faint. Like, something's looking at you and you hear a voice that says you know too much and the amulet shatters uh... and you all feel this wave of that chaos energy ripple through the room and Roland looks panicked he's like no this shouldn't be happening this shouldn't be and you see something in his posture starting to change. Which I will note, it's not a full moon. This shouldn't be happening. But something has triggered his transformation. Which also triggers security measures. And you hear the door lock behind you. What are you going to do? So, like, his amulet shattered, and I imagine it just, like, shattered all over the pages that we had been looking at. And there was just a moment of, we were all like, ah. <laughs> just a moment of, oh. Oh. And he starts reacting. 
Yeah, he's like back, backing away, trying to get away from you, trying to not lose control. Yeah, and I'm like, no worries, sir. Stay, stay calm. We have procedures for this. Everything's gonna be all right. But I am carefully standing up, and I'm gesturing to Langley to stand up too. <laughs> I feel like as soon as the the amulet shattered, Langley would have just kind of like stood up real fast, knocking the chair over backwards while going for their sword hilt. But then once. Stack started trying to, to calm talk and he's like, okay, just slowly not gonna not gonna unsheathe this sword right now. Not gonna scare anybody. This is um Trudy. Was it also a procedure for someone to lock the door? Did anyone else hear hear a voice or was that just me? Everyone heard it. Oh, we all heard that? Yeah, you oh, all joy. heard that. The voice that says you know too much. We know nothing. Also, um, Enoch, roll plus sharp. Oh no. Oh no. If, oh no, please don't let this be what I think. Dice, we're not supposed to want this. It's a nine. I'm gonna embellish a bit of backstory stuff. Um, before the tower fell, there were some like protections that kept breaking. Mm-hmm. And there's something about the way this thing shatters that reminds you of that. Ooh. Also, I'd say for everyone, that voice sent a chill down your spine. Now you're locked in the room with a werewolf. Does anyone else want to roll again to read a bad situation now that you know what the bad situation is? Uh, yeah, I wanna I wanna do real good on that. Ooh, that's pretty good. Math. Six plus four. The six plus four is ten. Yes. Ten. <laughs> Were you gonna say eleven? <laughs> Maybe. No. I got a 10 plus sharp, which makes it an 11. So, did anyone get higher than a 12? Sadly, no, I only got a seven. I mean, it's not a failure, but still, damn. I got a nine. Oh. Let's have Mrs. Dax's questions first, and then you'll have the additional. What about this guy's gonna be most vulnerable to me? He's gonna have the normal vulnerabilities that werewolves do, um, typically just silver. Also, if you think of any others. You also can tell that he is trying to fight against the beast. This is not a normal transition for him. This is not a normal shift. It's like something mm-hmm. went in and kind of like forced it, so you might be able to basically use his human side. Attempt to. I mean, that's still dangerous. He's still dangerous, but... Yes. And so what I know about sweeper procedures, what's the best way out of here? I know the door is locked, but... I'll say there are ways that you can send a distress signal and someone will come. It would probably be like the dude that's working the elevator. But you know that also comes with the chance that um, that person could get injured too if he's too out of control. We're not fully set up to have the level of out of control werewolf he's about to be. Also, another best way out is once the situation is contained, the lockdown will end. What's the best way to contain the werewolf? Best way to protect the victims? <laughs> Basically, yeah. I'll say, Langley, it makes sense that you would ask this, because all, we've also established you know a lot. You know of a ritual that will contain and subdue him until you're able to get more help. It might be a little tricky, because the only person who can do magic here is Enoch. Hmm. I feel like you've like, had to like show people to this so many times that you have it stuck in your head. Circle of salt, a square of lace, something you cannot replace. And then just supercharge it with magic. Do I want to know where you're right, what you're laughing about, Jess? No. 
<laughs> and I did establish um, this is a nice office, so you might be able to find um, find something like decorative that might have something lacy. Yeah, like a little doily. His mom made him. <laughs> I feel like Langley would be wearing lace. <laughs> it's entirely possible. Yeah. You have like a little lace pocket square. The edge of a sleeve. Also, I do think sweepers do keep salt on them. Yeah. I would hope so. But I I do have a move called preparedness. Ooh. Yeah. Where I could check to see if I do have what we need. Go for it. And in the meantime, Enoch, do you hear your question yet? Okay. So I was actually thinking about this. And I just, I, I can't stop thinking about the voice. Is there any dangers we haven't noticed pertaining to that? Because, especially when you mentioned that this is Father's Day, I don't like that. Enoch doesn't know that. Enoch doesn't yeah, know, know that's the holiday theme. I'm <laughs> just thinking about that. I'm just, um, no, because Enoch's just like, wait, no. They... No way they would be cocky enough to do this here. But yeah, is there any other dangers we haven't noticed? Aside from things that the werewolf could throw you into or throw at you, at the moment, the biggest danger is the man who is slowly losing control. He's almost gone full wolf. He's just like, no, 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 no. Roland, it's okay. We have procedures. You're going to be alright. We're going to handle this. I'm drawing my gun, though. <laughs> Carefully. We're all to manipulate someone. Ooh. I'll say there's a minus one, because he's still trying, like, this yeah. is... He just got forced into this situation. Oh, yeah. That's a... That's a three. Oof. He looks up at you. And you immediately know. For the moment, Roland's not there anymore. Ah. It's just the monster. He lunges at you. Sinks his claws into your arm and knocks you to the ground and you take two points of harm. Oh no. Ah. Ah. I have hidden armor so I only take one point of harm. Okay, so for the ritual, it's a circle of salt, a square of lace, something that can, you cannot replace. Was that it? Yes. Okay. For preparedness, when I need something unusual or rare, would you consider lace unusual or rare? Or would that rule actually potentially count for the something that you cannot replace? Something you cannot replace does fit better with the description of Okay, because I rolled a uh, thir- total 13, which means I would have it with me right here, right now. Yes. So you have something irreplaceable with you in your pocket. What is it? My grandfather's pocket watch. <gasps> also, have you told the others what you're what you need for this, or are you still just processing? Let's see. Order of operations. Pop up out of the chair. Go for the sword. Don't pull the sword. And then just, like, stop, stare at the wall, and then suddenly start muttering under their breath a circle of salt square of lace, something that you cannot replace, and start patting themselves down, seeing if they could find what they need on them, while Stax is, like, stepping forward to be like, be calm. So you just hear these mutterings. We see Lanley muttering, patting themselves down while stacks just get it's like circle of soul, square tackled. of lace, circle of soul, square of lace. We need a circle of salt and a square of lace. And something that cannot be replaced. Don't worry about that. Salt. And that's lace. when he jumps at me. <laughs> yeah, just warm. <laughs> warm. And I'm just like, oh, okay. Roland, I'm gonna need you to calm down. Okay, Roland's not here. Yeah. Do not kill Mr. Yeah. Nash, Enoch. Please don't. We'll all get, all get demoted. 
he, he jumps at you and Langley goes to finish taking out their sword, forgetting that they don't have their hand on their sword hilt anymore and just pulls out the watch instead okay. <laughs> on its little chain. Ew, please get him off of me. I have salt. <laughs> hey, Enoch, what are, what are you doing? Yeah. Oh, it smells so bad. Uh, <laughs> those teeth are right in front of your face. Trudy, I'm sorry, but you're getting demoted. I'm so sorry. No. Because Enoch just, he calmly just, calmly walks behind Roland. And then he wraps his arms around his waist, getting ready for a German suplex. Roll to kick some ass as you suplex a werewolf. Because as he gets close, (laughs) he just whispers in his ear, Allow me to tell you what my sin was that destroyed Babel. Was when the demons gave me my magic and I killed my brother, Uriel. And that's when he slams him down to the ground. That is a 10. Damn. I'm sorry, I had to hit you. I had to hit you with the hard. I had to hit with the hard emotion there. Well, I mean, to be fair, I've been doing the same to you. (laughs) So, what is your bonus effect? I'm guessing drive them where you want them? Exactly. I imagine the circle of salt's gotten set up and then slam! You've had no time to set up such No, a I have the salt, and this, this werewolf was chewing on, was clawing at me, so I haven't had a chance to do that yet. I'm just gonna place him right down in the middle of the ground, but Enoch's crying. Okay. Pick oh. him up off of stacks, and then just, like, pin him to the floor right <laughs> next to stacks, and he's just snarling and biting, and I think he does... He doesn't get a full bite, but his teeth do graze you for two points of harm. Enoch happily takes the bite. My arms are messed up, but I'm like, okay, that was a lot to unpack later at the Olive Garden (laughs) when this is all over. And I'm like scrambling away. Like, what is with you in Olive Garden? Pull it out. It looks like like a really big... Something you put like a toothbrush in, like a toothbrush holder or something. But I like flick the top of it off and I'm like, at least I don't have silver, but I have salt. And I'm gonna quickly try to uh, make a circle of it. I'll say roll plus. I mean, because this is part of a ritual, but it's not specifically the magic part. I feel like sharp makes the most sense. Because this is like, it's a very like calculated like strategic it's a practical thing making a salt circle. That's an eight. You either have to like thin it out to complete it so you're not sure how effective the containment will be or you have it a little bit too small. Oh. To where it's going to be more difficult to keep him in the circle while you do the ritual. Yeah, I think it's kind of small because I don't have that much salt. And also Enoch is right there, like, holding him down. So I have to, like... (laughs) Oh, she's straight up doing it around Enoch. Yeah. With a thrashing werewolf. So, yeah, it's not the best salt circle I've ever made, but I try. Yeah. Enoch, give me another plus tough this time. I will give you a plus one because you do already have him pinned, but he is viciously trying to escape. That is a 14. Yeah. You were able to get him more pinned down and secure. And high or low? High. He's still struggling against you. You make eye contact, and you can still tell Roland isn't there. The beast is still in control. Enoch just has a very calm look on his face, and he just goes, You will thank me when this is over and you come back. Because they want you to make a sin, to do an ultimate sin, to have this bearing on you. They want to create another me 
goes to snap at you to try and get a bite in, but you're able to prevent him from doing that with the 14. If I finish the salt circle as best as I can, I'm bleeding, and I kind of stagger back towards Langley. I'm like, okay, so the ritual, what was the, what was that last part? Oh, Langley's running around the room frantically looking for lace. Oh. <laughs> Roll plus shirt. It's like, lace, 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 lace. We need lace, we need lace. Are you wearing any lace? Anybody wearing any lace? Where's lace? Lace? Charlie, lace. <laughs> I rolled a nine. It takes you a few seconds. You actually, like, pass it. Charlie just starts yowling indignantly. You turn around, Charlie, what? And then you see he's pawing it. It's probably not white, which is why I didn't see it, because you think lace and you always think white or, like, off-white creamy color. Yeah, it's it's like gray lace. It's a little more rectangular than square, but close enough. I have a knife. I can square it off. <laughs> Just very frantically slicing lace. <laughs> Just pull out my holy, my my blessed knife and cut it. Was it like a bookmark? Just a little table runner. Yeah, like. A little table, like a little decoration that you put on a little side table. Just fancy, understated, quiet wealth decor. <laughs> Thank you, Charlie. Okay, okay, uh, last piece. Uh, something that cannot be replaced. We, It's covered here. Just holds out a watch. Oh, okay, yeah, sweepers don't, uh, we don't truck in cinnamon, sentimentality. Thank you for your sacrifice. What I have the watch with the first thing I'm gonna do, and Enoch's pinning him down, but he's still snarling. And I'm like, you, Mr. Nash, are going to calm down. And I unclip my sweeper pin, which is silver, and I'm just gonna jab it into his chest. Just enough just to get him to seize up. Roll to kick some ass? Yes. Kind of? Yeah. Ooh, ooh, okay. You're attempting to cause some amount of harm? It's more the reaction I want from him. I was about to say, it's either going to be that or roll to manipulate someone. Okay. Is manipulate someone is charm? I'm not good at either. I'm good at tough. I'll, I'll take the nine for tough. That's plus one. Okay. So odds are evens, because this will work, but you are going to take damage. Yeah. Evens. So you reach around with the pin and just seconds before it like pricks his chest and causes him still, he gets his teeth in your arm for another point of harm. Give me another plus tough roll. Ooh, almost Yahtzee. That's a 12. This hurts. But you are not cursed yet. Oh boy. But it hurts really bad. Yeah. Yeah, I yell again and I get the pin in him and I jump back. I think he still has his teeth in your arm. You. <laughs> yeah, I have the pocket watch in my other hand. And I just. Today was supposed to be my day off. <laughs> just slam it, slam it into the circle, into into his face, whatever, wherever it needs to be. I don't know, Langley. Where does it need to be? You can decide. Yeah, Langley. Ooh. I feel like since it likely all needs to be physical objects, just so long as the lace is maybe the lace on top of the object inside the salt circle. So long as it's in the circle. Yeah, or the object on the lace. Yeah. Just so long as they're both connected in the circle, then it should work. We can say you wrapped it in the lace. Yeah. Enoch, with that 14, you still have him pinned, but you weren't able to do anything as... He's very quickly got a hold of Stack's arm. Enoch, we need magic! <sighs> Alright. Ooh. 
Is his amulet still on his chest? It exploded. It shattered. Oh, yeah. The chain's probably still there. And there might be, like, a piece of it that's still on there. Ooh. I have an idea. Yeah? Enox wants to grab onto that piece and try to just charge it. Push back the beast. Like combining it with the ritual magic? Mm -hmm. Using it as a focus for the containment. Exactly. So I will say, you've got all the pieces for your big magic. Excellent. Well, with the weird, as Enoch does magic for the first time since the tower. Oh my god, and that's a 14. What? <laughs> it's a 14. Holy... The dice know we're telling a story. Mm-hmm. What does it look like? As I said, Enoch was wearing special prayer beads. As he grabs that chunk, the beads beam with light. They show ancient runes from the time of his from his people. And he starts to basically speak speak in Nephilim. And he says all of his brothers and sisters' names, and then he ends with his great crime, as I said, with killing his brother Uriel. And he slams the shard down onto onto the wolf's chest and I just think there's just an explosion of energy as he's just pushing it down onto his chest I imagine there's so much light and magic and sound that for a few seconds no one can see anything Stax you get your arm back you feel the wolf's jaw release as he's like slams into it just like a reflexive release and by the time the light fades you just see Enoch essentially holding Roland to the ground and as you pull your hand back Enoch you see the amulet's back in one piece I did it we did it he looks a little dazed but you get the feeling he's gonna be okay. And then you hear the door unlock. <laughs> Enoch turns to you, Mrs. Stax, and he just says, This is the danger they pose. And we're here to stop them. So maybe they need to be worried about us. Why do I feel like this is the last time you can look at the problem and just put a pin in it? Oh, that's just good, because I, I did that. I'm, I'm bleeding. I'm bleeding a lot. There's some gods in my pocket. I can't really move my hands right now. If anybody wants to help me with that. I'm going to sit on the floor. I feel a little woozy. I'll just run up to you and just, like, try and stop the bleeding. Um, oh, yeah, my my all, like my whole forearms are just, just hamburger meat right now. I'm like, okay. Oh, she. Oh, that's a gusher. <laughs> Just start applying pressure. Have someone pull out your poem to text Meredith. Yeah. I'll be fine. Yeah, Roland slowly starts. What? What happened? Oh, God. What? What happened? Sorry, Mr. Nash. You, uh, you, uh, wolfed out on us a bit. Oh, that that, ex- that explains why I feel like I, everything hurts. Those demons I told you about, it appears they were able to manipulate your amulet. I'm sure you can see now just how bad this threat is. Here in your office, even no one is safe. There will be no hiding. There will be just no putting a pin in it. You see, he looks genuinely scared. Tracing his fingers along the amulet. I'm gonna have to step away from HQ if he's able to do that to me. I can still help from a distance, but I can't risk putting anyone in danger like that again. I'm... I'm so sorry. You 
did nothing wrong. Let's get some medical help down here. I've got some people I know can keep things discreet. Pretty people that have helped him with issues before. <laughs> helped him with his time of the month issues. <laughs> Is my pin still in his chest? I feel like it fell out. Okay, good. <laughs> it just dropped to the ground. It's in a circle of salt. Unless the salt also got consumed. Burned up in light. I don't know. Enoch, were the parts of the ritual consumed in the spell or not? No. No. Just go over and pick up the watch. Pop it open, and it doesn't <laughs> even work. It was already shattered. All pocket watches are not supposed to work. It's not the point of them. The point is the memories that go with them. But I will say, that probably should have been consumed. But it wasn't. I feel like Enoch's magic is a little different than what you're used to. Yeah. This is old magic. The only thing that... I don't like about doing it. It makes me remember. Hey, Roland is probably like curled up and just dozed off on the floor. I feel like <laughs> security and medics come pretty quickly after that. Yeah. Oh, they were already outside the door, probably. Yeah, or like they were like halfway down the hall when the elevator opened. Yeah, just a lot of people. It's probably a little bit more security yeah. than medics. Just in Just case, because, like, this is not supposed to be happening right now. But they can't come in to see the three of you, and then Roland just kind of, like, he... Actually, I feel like he's probably, like, leaned up against his desk and just kind of, like, nodding off a little bit. So someone starts tending to him. Meredith does show up and starts just fussing over your arms, like, oh, what? Here, hold still. I'm like, this is why I had to cancel date night. Got to stop getting in trouble like this. I mean, what am I going to do with you? I didn't know he was a werewolf. I, I should have. I mean, I should have been prepared for that, but... She pauses and then looks to Roland for a second. <laughs> Wait, hold on, because I was assuming everybody knew. Well, that would be a safe assumption. I think it's more of a... Oh, that he did that to me? <laughs> oh, oh, Meredith's mad. <laughs> it's like, just like the, the, just the moment of, this is unexpected. Well, she didn't know what caused this harm. It just starts like stopping the bleeding and applying disinfectants and other things that um, have been proven mostly as well as you can prove it to prevent the transition of lycanthropy. It starts going through, like, if you start experiencing these symptoms, let us know. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, it's gonna be fine. It's fine. It's, bar it's barely a, a graze. Psh, blood spurt. <laughs> but I'm so woozy, and she's just so close, and she's so cute, and I'm just like, it's really nice to see you. It's the horror version of the bloody nose. Yeah. Sweetie, these are teeth marks. You're, you're not gonna be okay. You're gonna need to be under observation. Oh. Oh no, you'll have to observe me. Not in front of my bus. This room needs to stop spinning. You you need to just shoves a granola bar into yeah. your <laughs> arm and just eats bandage. Also, others may read that as a just stop flirting with me in front of my bus. Please stop talking. <laughs> Eat this granola bar. This is not the time we haven't finished paperwork yet. Paperwork <laughs> 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 has to be submitted to HR. So, Langley, what's going through your head? I feel like for once, Langley's actually just kind of standing there. Not looking around, not absorbing all the details, just standing there, looking at the watch, and fully sitting with, this is what's happening now. The world might be ending. What am I going to do? 
You're probably regretting agreeing to go check out the thing down in the archives. <laughs> and then Charlie just comes up and rubs her face on the legs. Starts aggressively snuggling. It's gonna be okay, Charlie. I feel like this weird team is the best we've got. He just looks up at you like, who are you trying to convince, me or you? Smash cut to Alaric performing some really complicated ritual spell to keep something functioning. He just stops for a second. He's like, no, no, they're fine. They're fine. They're doing fine. <laughs> yeah. Just holding the whole system together with magical duct tape. Yep. And Enoch, are you taking her about or doing anything in this moment? Well, I think what had happened, like, probably some books had fallen down, and a copy of the Bible fell down, and lo and behold, it fell on the chapter about Cain and Abel. Enoch's just been staring at that picture, and Enoch just goes, I miss you, Uriel. I can't believe they made up a story about us. Enoch just gets up, dusts himself off, and... Looks at Langley. Not yet. I won't let it end yet. But for now, I need some tea. Smash cut to the epilogue. After things calm down, you're able to like go home and get some rest. What do y'all do? How long am I in werewolf quarantine? I'll be nice and say the next full moon's in like a week. Thanks. Preach. I feel like Sweeper HQ has like a suite of decently nicely furnished rooms that are nigh on indestructible for whenever someone's being quarantined to see if they have a monstrous curse. Mm Mm-hmm. So you're stuck in there with no... Well, I feel like the no contact starts like the days leading up to it. Mm Mm-hmm. But Meredith does come visit you a lot, and also brooms, and probably other friends. Well, uh, they probably limit who can visit you, but um, Meredith will not be stopped. And brooms is your supervisor. Brooms is like the toughest, crustiest old woman. And she's just like, didn't bring silver? Rookie mistake. And I'm like, I know. (laughs) It's not so bad. Everybody... Everybody gets almost cursed of it. I've, I've quarantined before. This isn't as bad as doing all the luck tests, so... <sighs> Full moon comes and goes, and you're good. You're allowed to go home. I got a fun idea for Langley and Enoch. So Enoch's going to show up at Langley's home with a big box of stuff. Ooh. And a bag of gold from battle. I would like to hire you to be my scribe. I want to tell my story. And you seem interested in my history. So Enoch is going to provide Langley with the last of his items from that was from his altar, from his personal family's items. <laughs> I feel like that is the, just the immediate reaction for someone five minutes the entire time you're talking. <laughs> Thank you. I would be absolutely honored. Where do we start? Let's start at the beginning at, at my father and mother's meeting and the birth of me and my siblings and of Babel. And I, I just see Enoch just telling his story to Langley. Yeah, you can just hear the kettle start to boil in the background. And then it stops, and you just see the cat handling <laughs> the kettle. And just kind of, like, looks up at both of you like, I, I, I can't get this to the table, you gotta help me. <laughs> <laughs> Question for Enoch is, do you tell her about it, about what happened? He tells her every part of it, and that he suspects that they're getting more powerful. 
we must prepare for to confront them. That th- he thinks the time is now. It is certainly getting closer. Things are speeding up. I'll let you know when and where. Tell your friends I might be in touch. Sax is going to be so thrilled about that. So thrilled. Mm-hmm. Oh, Enoch is just going to be, like, standing in the middle of them. <laughs> now, now. No. No. <laughs> yep, Enoch will, of course, just close the book and put it safe next to his heart. And I think we'll end it there. At the end coming ever near, and this has been Sins of the Father. You have been listening to Pseudonym Solo Adventures Holiday Brigade, a holiday-themed Monster of the Week adventure featuring special guest Emily as Langley Jacobs, Brian from Dungeons & Pop, Morgan from Mind Flayed Mondays, and Jess from Ballad of the Seven Dice. I have been your DM and producer, and if you enjoy this, feel free to check out our other shows over at Pseudonym Social. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash pseudonymsocial and follow us on Twitter at pseudonymsocial. Stay tuned next time to see what happens to the Holiday Brigade.